Welcome to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. Our program is designed to offer solutions to those individuals with exceptional needs, plus families, professionals, and educators. Dr. Sean and his guests will share ideas that you can begin using immediately in order to promote a harmonious relationship and move forward. Now, here is your host, Dr. Sean Surface. Well, good day, Voice America listeners, and I'm so happy to have you with me today. A little bit of technical difficulty this morning, so I'm hoping that you'll be able to hear me well, and I hope that I am being heard well right now. Maybe the engineers could even let me know if I'm being heard well or not. Um, I wanted to talk today about meditation and mindfulness and how we can use it with our kids. Because and I'm sorry, I'm just checking something because I have to make sure that you can hear me. And I'm just asking my engineer if I can be heard. And I'm waiting for that response. <laughs> so I take it that I can be, and I'm just gonna keep going. So I we realize that right now there's so much stress going on in our lives. There are illnesses that we are worried about. We are concerned about fires in our state, hurricanes in other states, tornadoes, lots of things that are out of our control. And when things are out of our control, we tend to feel stressed, we tend to feel unable to function, and our kids pick up on that, and then they in suit also can't function. So what can we do? Well. You know, there's that old saying about being on an airplane and if something happens and the oxygen mask drop, to put your oxygen mask on first and then on your child. So what can we do to help ourselves be more mindful so that we can help our kids? And, And we can do that by putting into place some time during our day that we use meditation and that we use a value system that has commitment towards certain things that we're trying to work on. For instance, a value system in my life is being a good person. A value system in my life is trying to put supports into place for kids. Uh, A value system in my life is making sure that the families I work with are able to have a loving environment. So I commit to these values knowing that challenges are going to come. And I use the meditation times that are specific times of the day to 
calm my body, calm my brain, ground myself, and also so that my interactions with others are peaceful and calm because then that carries on to them and they carry that to the next person. So the first thing that I want to do this morning is I'd like to start off with a meditation, a gratitude meditation that I use. And if you email me at seansurface.totalprograms.org, I'll send you a link to this. Get comfortable. Feet on the ground. And breathe at your own pace. Hello, and welcome to this quick guided meditation to slow down and be grateful. I'm Sarah Raymond with The Mindful Movement. I'm grateful you have joined me today. It is so easy to become swept up in the seemingly relentless demands of a busy life. In doing this, you might find that you lose focus on the present, or you might feel as though you don't have the time to stop and appreciate life's gifts. It is true that meditation is a practice, and it can create change when you make the time to practice it. But even when you are short on time, it is important to prioritize what matters most. You can always find time to be mindful, even if just for a few minutes. You might find that closing your eyes to tune out the outside world for a moment makes it easier to bring your awareness inside. So you may choose to close your eyes now. And let's begin this practice with some gentle breathing. Notice the rhythm of your natural breath. Take in a slow breath and experience the gentle rise and fall of your chest. Our breath is constant and reliable. It tethers us at all times to the present moment. Just by tuning in to the steady rhythm of your breath, you are immersing yourself in the energy of life, the energy that propels you forward and connects you to all other life on this planet. Observe whether your mind is in another place or if it is here right now. Can you allow yourself to let go of your thoughts for a moment? Can you allow your mind to be silent except for hearing the sound of your breath? Now notice where you are carrying tension in your body. Can you allow your clenching muscles to let go? Ask yourself, how do you feel in this very moment? 
Can you sense the peaceful energy of life flowing through you, invigorating you with every breath? You are the embodiment of this lively energy. Your body is a miracle and a gift, the vehicle through which you have the privilege of experiencing this beautiful world. Take a moment now to find something or someone to appreciate. Sense the feeling of gratitude within you. And send it outward to the world around you. In a moment, you will open your eyes and come out of this state of stillness and peace. But do your best to move forward with your day with a residual feeling of gratitude. As you continue on with your day, I challenge you to continue cultivating gratitude. Perhaps you can even find something positive out of an experience that seems negative at first. Now, we will end this practice with a deep breath, breathing in love and breathing out eternal appreciation. Thank you for practicing with me today. I am grateful that you did. I hope you have a joyful day. Well, I really... Thank you for taking a couple of moments and sharing some meditation time with me. And I want you to be able to use that again in the future. Sometimes meditation can be really difficult. Uh, it's hard to keep our heads concentrated. So when I get back, we're going to take our first break. I'm going to share a little story with you and maybe it'll help. So we'll be back in a couple minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life has its joys and challenges. At Total Programs, we can assist you with the challenges and show you that solutions are possible when good strategies are put into place. At Total Programs, we understand how difficult your day can be. And our goal is to assist your family in having the supportive, safe, and successful environment where love and joy can reign. We can design programs and strategies to bring you the success, safety, and support that you desire for your home, school, and community. Call 1-866-54-TUTOR or visit TotalPrograms.org. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
You are listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. We'd love to encourage your participation in the program. Call into 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to seansurface at totalprograms.org. Now, back to this week's show. Okay, well, welcome back. And we just did a short little five-minute meditation of gratitude uh, in order to just get our heads set and and try it out. For some of you, it might be the first time you're really ever meditating or using some form of mindfulness. And for others of you, it's an old hat. Um, all of us find that it's quite difficult to focus when you're meditating because it's like, are you focusing on nothing? Are you focusing on reducing your thoughts of everything? Because usually my head is so filled with a thousand things that it's very hard to slow down. And then when I'm trying to do meditation and I'm closing my eyes or I'm trying to do my breathing, I tend to start thinking about other things. And what I found is that that's really a very typical thing. That most people, when they're first starting to do meditation, um, find it very difficult to let go and observe the mind. We're always thinking that we're supposed to be problem solving or resolving some issue. And, you know, I'm, you know, definitely one that is always in a problem solving mode, always trying to figure out this or that. Uh, Usually for a kiddo that I'm working with and trying to assist them to have a better life. And sometimes that becomes very stressful because they take on a lot. And so we live kind of this life where we're keeping everything in our control. But then we're supposed to do this thing called meditation where we kind of let go. So how do we do that? Um, I came across a book that I really like called The Headspace Guide to Meditation and Mindfulness. It's by Andy Puttycomb. And so it's a good book to check out. Um, A lot of you, a lot of people now are not big readers. So I get that. Um, But sometimes a chapter here and a chapter there is very helpful. So what I'd like to do is take the next couple minutes to read a chapter from his book, and it's called The Theater. So let's go. The Theater. Pretty much everything we do in life is judged in terms of good or bad, better or worse. When it comes to meditation, there's no such thing as good or bad, and there's there's a good reason for this. Another way of describing meditation is to use the word awareness. 
So if you're unaware, then you're not meditating badly. You're just not meditating at all. It doesn't matter whether you're aware of lots of thoughts or no thoughts. Nor does it matter whether you're aware of pleasant feelings or unpleasant feelings. The skill is simply to be aware. That's all. One teacher of mine used to repeat this like a mantra. He'd say, if you're distracted, then it's not meditation. Only if you're undistracted is it meditation. There's no such thing as bad, good or bad meditation. There is only distracted or undistracted, aware or unaware. In fact, he used to liken it to going to the theater. Imagine you're watching a play of several acts. Your only role is to sit back, relax, and watch the story as it unfolds. It's not your job to direct the performance. Neither is it your job to get up on the stage and start interfering with the story being told. It might be a story of love and romance, of actions and bravado, or of mystery and intrigue. Or it might have elements of them all. The show might be fast-moving and leave you breathless, or it might move at a very sedate pace, leaving you relaxed and at ease. The thing is that no matter what happens, your only job is to watch the play unfold. To begin with, this might be quite easy, but maybe the story's slow-moving and you start to get restless. Perhaps you look around for other things to entertain you or think about things you need to do the next day. At this point in time, you're completely unaware of what's happening on the stage. This is a common tendency when we're learning to meditate, so don't be hard on yourself. Besides that, the moment you realize that your mind has drifted off, you are immediately back with the play and following the story again. Sometimes the story might be particularly unpleasant. In these moments, it's very difficult not to lose yourself in the play. Perhaps you even you even start thinking for the actors on stage. You may feel so involved in these moments that you find it hard to resist the temptation to call out or jump to the actor's defense. Or it might be an uplifting tale that brings about a pleasant and comforting feeling inside. In these moments, you might see something in the actor or the actress that you always wanted for yourself in your own life. Or maybe you're reminded of an old relationship and your mind drifts off to memories of the past. Perhaps you even feel so inspired by the story that you sit there planning how to best ask out that person you've been wanting to ask out for the last five years. When you sit to meditate, it's a little like watching this play. The images and the voices are not you in the same way that the play or the film is not you. It's, it's an unfolding story that you're watching, observing, and witnessing. This is what it means to be aware. Your own story as in your own life, will still require direction and a sense of engagement. But when sitting to observe the mind during, op- during meditation, 
Taking a seat in the audience is by far the best way of watching. And through developing that ability of passive observation, that you get to experience the clarity and the confidence to make decisions, make changes, and live life more fully. Think back to the blue sky you last saw, this space that has been always there. Awareness is not something you need to create, it's always present. We just need to remember not to forget. We've spent a lot of time talking about awareness and specifically discussing a type of mindfulness training called ACT, Acceptance and Commitment Training and Therapy. And one of the things that happens is we get our heads wrapped around a situation. For instance, I'm dealing with the problem right now and it seems very minor and and it is frankly I have a dryer that needs to be repaired but it needs to be repaired up in an area that is very rural and doesn't have a lot of uh, maintenance people and this the house that the dryer is in has a a mom and her two young children and she needs the dryer so my head goes to all the concerns and all the problems that may occur trying to find and get this dryer fixed in the next couple days now I spent hours last night problem solving in my head how I was going to try and fix this. And after about an hour plus, actually, of thinking about it, I started to realize that this problem that I was problem solving, I had created several other problems, which were that I wasn't going to find somebody, they weren't going to be able to fix it, I wasn't going to find another dryer that would fit into the small space that it occupies, the person would be without it, we wouldn't be able to rent this house anymore. All of this turmoil when, frankly, a phone call was made to one appliance person and we're waiting to hear back from them. That's where we're at right now. I don't actually have any problems. I'm waiting to hear back from the person that I called who's there to fix appliances. But our past is filled with history of challenges that we've gone through before and we tend to reflect back on those. And our future is filled with anxiety and concern because we don't know what's gonna happen. 
So when we try and live in those two time periods, which don't actually exist anymore or haven't existed yet, we find ourselves inventing turmoil and stress for ourselves. By getting into a meditative mode, you're able to, yeah, your head's going to shift around and do it in small increments like I did with you today, which was just a quick five-minute meditation. And remember that when you start drifting out and drifting away, it's okay because what is going to happen is you're going to realize it at some point and you're going to be right back in the moment because that awareness that you're drifting, awareness is synonymous with present. And that means that you're going to be in the moment not drifting and your problem solving is going to be a lot easier because your head is not going to be consumed with the multitude of of issues you're going to focus back to what you're trying to do at that moment which is breathe observe the mind watch your play watch your play and see what it brings you you know, there's nobody wants to, by the way, read the end of the book first. So you don't know what's going to happen. By allowing yourself to do some meditation, you will begin to bring more awareness into your life every day, which will calm many, many situations and will keep your kids calm and grounded around you. So we're here in our second break and... We'll be back in a couple of minutes because I want to talk about parenting and mindfulness. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life has its joys and challenges. At Total Programs, we can assist you with the challenges and show you that solutions are possible when good strategies are put into place. At Total Programs, we understand how difficult your day can be. And our goal is to assist your family in having the supportive, safe, and successful environment where love and joy can reign. We can design programs and strategies to bring you the success, safety, and support that you desire for your home, school, and community. Call 1-866-54-TUTOR or visit TotalPrograms.org. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. 
Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You are listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. We'd love to encourage your participation in the program. Call into 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to seansurface at totalprograms.org. Now, back to this week's show. Well, welcome back. And we're talking today about meditation and mindfulness and Again, I want to repeat that I read a, a section of a book that I really have been enjoying and I would suggest purchasing. Um, it's called The Headspace Guide to Meditation and Mindfulness, How Mindfulness Can Change Your Life in 10 Minutes a Day. And it's by Andy Puttycomb. Um, really nice to be able to utilize it to demonstrate to you how, or to share with you, I should say, how meditation can be really helpful. Um, Parents say to me, and I've been talking a lot recently, the last couple years about mindfulness with their kids, and they're like, you know, my kid is totally out of control, or my kid is totally behavioral problem, or my kid is you know, doesn't understand or my kid doesn't have language or there's a lot of different reasons why people are afraid in a sense to enter into mindfulness thinking that it's just going to be a, a, a failure. And it's funny, we enter into parenting and yeah, a lot of us are nervous about it, absolutely. But we'd kind of do it. It's the only thing that you really do that's so important out there that doesn't really have big credentials and things attached to it. And part of us doing our parenting is grounding ourselves, keeping ourselves safe and healthy so that our kids pick up on that and they start to feel secure. Most behavioral issues happen because of a weird relationship that gets set up between parent and kid where the kid is not feeling so great so the parent does something to assist them and then the kid realizes okay when I don't feel so great or act so great I kind of get calmed down or I get nurtured and 
So he acts out a little bit more and nurtures and calms it down a bit more. And it turns into the cycle of the kid actually feeling uncomfortable about something, but needing and needing support. And the only way to kind of get it is to act out. And we say act out, you know, that means something's going on inside. Otherwise, you don't need to act it out. Now, this is not a blame thing. That's a situation that occurs. Here's a metaphor for you. So, you know, you get this very, very cute little tiger. And he's such a baby. And he's this little. Only weighs like five pounds. And... And he's got big blue eyes and soft little paws. And and that little guy's hungry. And you know he's hungry. And you give him some food and pet his little head. And, and you know, a couple hours later, he's hungry again. And you just know it. And so you give him some more food and you pet him. So cute. And you then, you know, a couple weeks goes by, maybe a month. And he's a little bit bigger and... Those cute little paws, you know, he's now pawing at you to let you know he's hungry and gave a little bit of a, let's not call it a growl, but maybe a little bit of a vocalization to let you know he's not too happy and needs something. And so you get him some food and then he grows a little bit bigger, he's hungrier and scratch taps you with that cute little paw, but now it kind of scratches and brings a little bit of blood. And now the growl has become actually a growl. And you give him that food because you know he's hungry. That's all it is, is he's hungry. And he gets bigger and bigger and more demanding and more aggressive to get that food. And you keep giving him the food because that's what we do. We feed our children. We feed the, the hungry. What can happen is that little cute tiger can get reinforced in a sense out of control to the point where the only way that he can get his needs met is to engage in the acting out kind of behavior. So when we get into mindfulness, we're kind of tuning into all parts of the kid, not just when he's hungry, not just when he's needing us. Because I know we need a break. You know, we get tired as being parents. Well, the meditation time is the perfect time for you to be able to do that. And you allow presence to come back into your life so that you're consistently in a interaction. So let's talk a little bit about presence and parenting. There's a great book out there by Susan Stifelman, and it's called Parenting with Presence, Practice for Raising Conscious, Confident, and Caring Kids. And uh, there was a foreword by Eckhart Tolle, and Eckhart Tolle, as you remember, is the author of The Power of Now, he is a um, thought giant. Uh, he very much promotes present moment awareness, and he would never say that he's a thought giant himself. I'm saying that. 
Um, but he wrote a, a forward to Susan's book, and I'd like to share that with you. To be allowed to drive a car, you need to pass both theoretical and practical tests so that you don't become a danger to yourself and others. For all except the most rudimentary jobs, certain qualifications are required, and for some more complex jobs, years of training. Yet, one of the most challenging and vitally important occupations, parenting, no training or qualifications are required. Parenthood remains the greatest single preserve of the amateur, wrote author Alvin Tolfer. This lack of knowledge or education is one of the reasons, although not the main one, as we shall see, why so many parents struggle. Those parents don't necessarily fail to meet their child's physical and material needs. They may, in fact, love their child and want what's best for them, yet they're clueless as to how to deal with the challenges that their child presents them with on almost a daily basis, nor do they know how to respond appropriately to the growing child's emotional, psychological, and spiritual needs. Whereas in the past ages, parenting was excessively authoritarian, in our contemporary society, many parents fail to provide clear guidance the child desperately needs and longs for. There is often a complete lack of structure in the home environment, which resembles a rudderless ship, which has been abandoned by the captain adrift in the ocean. The parents don't realize that the child needs to see them, and as Stifleman so absolutely calls, calls it the captain of the ship, a term that by no means implies reverting back to the authoritarian mode of education of the past ages, but rather it's about finding a balance, a middle way, between having excess structure and no structure at all. Ultimately, though, the deeper cause of family dysfunction is not the parents' lack of knowledge or education, but their lack of awareness. Without a conscious parent, there can be no conscious parenting. A conscious parent is able to maintain a certain level of awareness in their daily life, even though for the most for most people, laps are bound to happen from time to time. When there is no awareness, other names for it are mindfulness or presence, you relate to your child as well as to everybody else through the conditioning of your mind. You are a grip of mental and emotional reactive patterns, beliefs, and unconscious assumptions that you've absorbed from your parents and, and the surrounding culture you grew up in. Many of these patterns go back to countless generations into the distant past. However, when there is an awareness or a presence, as I prefer to call it, you become aware of your own mental and emotional and behavioral patterns. You begin to have a choice about how to respond to your children. Rather than acting blindly out of old patterns, also, most important, you no longer pass those patterns on to your children. Without presence, you're only able to connect with your child through the thinking mind and emotions rather than on a deeper level of being. Even if you are, even if you do all the right things, the most important ingredient in your relationship with child, with your child will be missing, the being dimension which is the spiritual realm. This means a deeper connection just isn't there. Intuitively, the child will sense that something vitally important in his or her relationship is missing. 
that you are never fully present, never fully there, and always in your mind. Unconsciously, the child will assume or rather feel that you are withholding something important. This frequently gives rise to unconscious anger or resentment in a child, which may manifest in, a various, in various ways or remain latent until adolescence. Although this alienation between parent and child is still the norm, a change is happening. An increasing number of parents are becoming conscious, able to transcend the conditioned pattern of their mind and connect with their child on a deeper level of being. So the reason for dysfunction, null, or unconscious parenting are twofold. On the one hand, there's a lack of knowledge of education concerning child rearing that strikes the same balance between old excessively authoritarian approach and the contemporary equally unbalanced one. On the other hand, at a more fundamental level, there's a lack of presence or conscious awareness on the parents' level on the part of the parents. Whereas numerous books provide helpful know-how for those parents who read books, not many books yet address the lack of awareness of parents that offer guidance on how to use the everyday challenges of parenting as a way of growing into consciousness. Stifelman's book does show this. And Tolle does believe that through the use of this of her book, you can show your children how to become more conscious adults. Sorry, we're at a break time and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life has its joys and challenges. At Total Programs, we can assist you with the challenges and show you that solutions are possible when good strategies are put into place. At Total Programs, we understand how difficult your day can be, and our goal is to assist your family in having the supportive, safe, and successful environment where love and joy can reign. We can design programs and strategies to bring you the success, safety, and support that you desire for your home, school, and community. Call 1-866-54-TUTOR or visit TotalPrograms.org. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info 
at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You are listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. We'd love to encourage your participation in the program. Call into 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to seansurface at totalprograms.org. Now, back to this week's show. Well, welcome back, and I... We just spent the last well, 45 minutes or so talking about meditation and presence in parenting. And I wanted to read the end of the um, forward by Eckhart Tolle because I didn't get to finish. Susan Stiefelman's book helps the reader on both levels of creating consciousness for the parent and offering a guidance on how to take on challenges as parents. She imparts insightful knowledge and practical advice on doing, or right action, as Buddhists call it, without neglecting the more fundamental level of being. Parenting with presence shows parents how they can transform parenting into spiritual practice. It helps turn the ways of your children's challenge, I'm sorry, it helps Turn the ways your children challenge you into a mirror that allows you to become aware of your own hitherto unconscious patterns. And by becoming aware of them, you can begin to transcend them. Author Peter DeVries wrote, Who of us is mature enough for offspring before the offspring themselves arrive? The value of marriage is not that adults produce children, but that children produce adults. Whether we are married or single parents, children will certainly help us to grow into the mature human beings we want to be. Yes, children produce adults. But more important, Seifelman's unique book shows you how children can produce conscious adults. And that's totally. Now, a conscious adult. So consciousness is synonymous with awareness. And... The way that I have been taught, I have studied awareness, is through acceptance. You know, we have a lot of challenges in our lives, and we try and stay away from as many of them as possible. We spend our, our almost the entirety, a big, well, entirety of our lives keeping ourselves away from having an issue or having a problem. And we put out a lot of conscious effort to resist suffering. Well, you know, everything suffers. No matter what you do, no matter how conscious you get, there's going to be suffering. Humans suffer. Our kids suffer. Our parents suffer, 
our friends suffer, our neighbors suffer, our dogs and cats suffer, our plants even suffer. So, if this is part of our daily life, and we spend a majority of our consciousness trying to resist Aren't we spending a lot of our energy towards something that we can't really do anything around? Except one thing. You can do one thing. You can change, as Tolly calls it, you can change the recipe. Instead of looking at it like that, why don't you try and look at it for just a week saying that I wanted this challenge. I took on this challenge because I wanted it to have a pivotal change or relationship in my life. This challenge is teaching me to be a better person. This challenge, working through the suffering, is making me feel better about myself. It's putting me in a good place rather than all the other messages that you might give yourself. This challenge is going to be really hard. I'm not up to it. I'm not a good enough person. I'm not strong enough. I can't do this. I'm, I don't want this. This is aversive. Um, this is making me suffer more. Wouldn't it be nice to say that you actually accepted that? And that this was a conscious, consciously chosen thing. We create so much of our own inner conflict by using meditation. You're going to start retraining your brain to become more aware. And then through that awareness, you have more conscious mindfulness. Again, consciousness meaning aware, moment, present, presence. Listen to this by Tolley. Whenever you're able to have a look inside yourself to see whether you're unconsciously creating conflict between your inner and your outer, between your external circumstance and that moment, where you are, you, where you are, you, who you are with, or what you are doing, and your thoughts and your feelings, can you feel how painful it is to internally stand in opposition to what is? When you recognize this, you'll also realize that you now are free up to give free to give up this futile conflict, this inner state of war. Whenever you're able to have a look inside yourself to see whether you're unconsciously creating conflict between your inner and outer, between your external circumstance at that moment, where you are, who you are with, or what you are doing, and your thoughts and your feelings. Can you feel how painful it is to internally stand in opposition to what is? When you recognize this, you'll also realize that you now free, you're now free to give up this futile conflict and inner state of war. You are allowed 
to move on from being downtrodden. You are allowed to not live a life feared, being fearful of challenges and fearful of stress. And instead, wouldn't it be wonderful to start looking at some of the challenges that we have as desired and that you wanted in your life so that it could make you a better person, so that you could do more of what you actually want to do. How often do you verbalize to yourself that you're going to have challenges? For the next week, take on those challenges as, as if you desired them, as if they were something in your life that you wanted. And you'll find that you have less worry, that you're less engrossed in your past history and that all those challenges that it came to you you're going to remember the success around each one because really that's what this show is all about is trying to teach you that your successes are not in, in, in your challenges that you went through are not your shame but your strength so practice well over the next week and we'll, we look forward to talking with you again. Thank you very much and be blessed. Thanks so much for listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean. Living the Challenge. Be sure to join us again next Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week.